Tale of the Tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! Alright guys, we're back. Notice I'm not in the mood that I was in when we went over the pre the pre-cap, I guess, of uh, Bellator 278 and 279. So we're gonna cover both. Um, instead of going, what was I before we went into the weekend? You were 12, 12 and, and two. 12 and two. Yeah. And I went two and six yeah, this so weekend. It was I guess a rough that makes weekend. You 14 and eight now. Yeah. I still, I've still got a winning record. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I've got a couple of complaints about a couple of the things that went on, but other than that, you know, just uh, the rest are just excuses. Um, so we'll start off with with Jornel Lugo and Sabatello, right? Yeah. So we'll we'll dive in with that. This is a unanimous decision. Uh, thirty twenty six, thirty twenty six, thirty twenty six. So yeah. Um, that does not bode well for Lugo if he's getting 10 eights yeah, unanimously. So, and this was one of the two fights that I really wanted, you know, the, the other guy to win. You know, I had a couple of personal fights that I wanted to go certain ways, but yep. thought they would go the other. This one I thought would go, you know, to Jornell and, and hope that it would. Uh, I just don't like punks. And Sabatello, man, he is a punk. His, his interview... All the interviews before, his interview after, his walk back to the backstage area, like it's just every other word is the F word over yep. and over and over and over. Like, it, like I cuss, right? But it, it's oh, just, yeah. like it just is nonstop. It's gratuitous. Yeah, it's is crazy. It? But he's just so arrogant. And, and you know, I didn't realize when, when we started talking about him um, that he wrestled for Purdue. So he's a, he's a good college wrestler. And that's what happened all night. He 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 had good wrestling, and he had good ground and pound. Um, Jornell, like I said, I, I love that guy. He's a stud. Um, he was undersized for sure. Like Sabatello was, was very big, um, very muscular, and just you know he kept getting the takedowns. He couldn't really pass or or you know uh, get any offensive position positions going other than staying where he was in guard sometimes half guard i think he almost mounted once but got put like jornell was pretty slick on the bottom okay. he, he used some really great sweeps to get up early on uh and then sabatello kind of caught on and started shutting him down a little bit earlier uh or a little bit later um so you know that was a bummer fight for me because yeah. like i said i really like that guy and and i i hate when the the mouth wins and um, it'll be nice to see him get beat when he gets beat. I, I know he's only got one loss, um, but he's he's now going into the tournament, and he will face uh, Leandro Higo, and he was calling out him while he was in the cage still, you know, when the fight was over, and and so we'll see how that fight goes. You know, he he's he wasn't great on the feet. Jornel was landing on the feet. You know, he was he was doing better on the feet, and that's why he was getting taken down. Did you see? Was was this a, a coaching issue for Jonell? Jonell, no. was it a talent issue? Like, no. It, well, yes. As far as the wrestling goes, like I've said before, if a wrestler comes out and uses his yeah. wrestling, yep. they're very hard to beat. Yeah. And and he's a he's a high level. You know, he's a very good wrestler, and Jornell has very good jujitsu, very good striking, and it, and he's got 
MMA wrestling. Like he he, he trains wrestling, I'm sure, you sure. know, but he wasn't a wrestler. And and so it's that's such a hard gap to close. Um, I think you can close the gap in striking um, a, a little bit easier than you can in jiu-jitsu and wrestling. And and if you have a, a real strong wrestling background, the jiu-jitsu comes a lot quicker as well. Yep. But if you have a really strong jiu-jitsu background, the wrestling still doesn't come that fast. Wrestling was like it's bred, you know, it's a it's a from middle school type thing, and, and you get guys that are like that, and it's it's very hard to stop. Um, a lot of times you have a better off better or you have a better chance with your back against the fence. Okay. Defending takedowns from there. Like I was telling you before, like I had a couple D1 guys in our cage back in the day and they could not take me down. With my back on the fence, they could not take me down. Out in the middle, they could take me down. Sure. You know, and you just they're not used to wrestling with something behind. They're, they can run through shots, you know, and, and, you know, do things. But when the fence is there, you can kind of put your butt and your back against the fence, get your legs real wide, you know, and pull them up, push their head down. You're gonna, you have a lot, of, a lot more defense, um, and you can strike off of there. So sometimes you're better off being there if you weren't a wrestler than out in the middle. But, again, yeah, he was just out-wrestled. Um, that's, that's really the only thing that he had over him, but it was enough. Um, how did the, which round was the 10, eight? And did you agree with it? Well, so yeah, I, I agreed with the judging, um, only because I'm looking at it from, I always watch fights from Luke's point of view okay. or not, or, or from Luke's, uh, uh, I'm watching Luke. Right. And, and, and who would I want the judges to give you're it watching to. it from Luke's coach's point yes, of view. Is yes. that basically is from my point of view, but yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, like I'm watching Luke fight and, and would I want a 10 eight round and if you dominate from the from early on in a round and you dominate the whole round in position and, and landing stuff and the other guy's not able to to get things going then you know i, I think that earns a 10-8 round jornell was reaching under the leg a lot um for some sweeps and and arm bars man it's it's really dangerous in mma it's a it's a sport jujitsu thing but reaching under the leg especially with a glove on they can sit back and then you can't get your hand back out and they yeah, can just beat just, on you you know and so that was sometimes i was yelling at my tv like don't reach on the leg don't reach on the leg you know and, and it worked for him early on yeah you know which is it leads to trying it again you know and trying again and then it started getting shut down and then he started using it against him yeah and and uh it just kind of the the learning curve for for sabatella was fairly quick and so yeah there were there were two rounds i thought that possibly could have been 10 eights and uh i i guess they only gave him one uh gave one of the rounds 10 eight I, i'm not sure which one it was but there were two rounds i it might have been two and three that uh that could have been 10 eight rounds do you see jornell using this as a springboard he's now eight and one this is his first loss um obviously he's a talented kid you you thought highly of him yeah. um do you feel like this is that that learning opportunity that springs him forward so I talked to him that night. And, oh, okay. And and he he 100% you know wants to fight from a little more wrestling um, aspect of the fight. He wants to wrestle a little more, be more offensive, you know, more offensive on the feet um, in the wrestling department as well. And and I'm hoping he, he's a weight class under Luke, so they won't be fighting each other. So we are talking yeah. and hoping uh, his brother lives in Texas. Cool. So I'm trying to get them together so cool. that him and Luke can get some training in together and and they could probably really help each other in, in different areas of the fight. Yeah. And obviously Sabatello, I mean, he's he's moving on. 
um, you know, it's uh, opportunity yeah, for him. And, and do you think he's going to come out a little – a little more arrogant than he ought to or yeah or? of course i mean he was arrogant during the fight he was arrogant when the fight was over yeah and he was calling out leandro higo after that you know he was he was trying to make himself feel better saying Janelle was a tough sob you know and and uh beating him like that's gonna put me right here yes Jornel's good yes he's he's uh he's an up-and-comer right this guy had how many fights way more fights than uh he, he was he was he had 11 versus Jornel's, um, I'm sorry, 12 to 8. So, yeah, eight. F- four more fights. Yeah, uh, and he was 12 and 1? He was 11 and 1 11 coming and one. into this. Okay, yeah, so like. I thought he had more than that. But, yeah, he, he just, uh, you know, he, he's trying to hype himself up. And if he doesn't get stopped by Leandro Higo, there's no way he's making a pass the next round after that because that'll be the semifinals. And, um, well, actually – I'm not sure how they're doing their the guys that fought into the tournament. I think the next round will be the first round. That's that's yeah. So so yeah, he if he gets past him, he won't even make it out of the quarters. But I don't know that he gets past Leandro Higo. Um, he kind of exposed himself a lot this weekend, even though he won, you know, fairly dominant. He he showed that he's got one thing, and it's wrestling. Mm. You know, and and so. If if you fight now, now you have a game plan you can fight off you of. Gotta you got know, some film on. I'm you. gonna stay a little long. Yeah. I'm not gonna over overextend myself so he yep. gets under me for shots. Takedown defense. Yeah. You know you're gonna play a little bit safer on the feet and and get off and and get out because Jornell stopped a couple of takedowns and landed some strikes. The guy didn't like it. You know and and when he gets somebody who's got like that real hard one punch power, that one punch knockout power. It, I say that he uh, he doesn't do too well. Moving on. Moving on to the next fight, uh, Barzola and Mikhailov. Um, boy, you you said this and you said this a few times. It's really hard to bet against a Russian right now. So, yeah. what did you see here? I mean, it, he, so I didn't know. Again, I I need to start doing a little bit more research. He, Mikhailov <laughs> took the fight on short notice. So he wasn't in shape. Uh, okay. And and he he faded and faded and faded. And Barzola was a monster, man. Like, the only fight I've seen of his was the end of his Darian Caldwell fight. And I thought that was an early stoppage. But, God, this guy was taking, taking the wrestler down. He was taking the Russian down, um, out-wrestling him. You know, if he did get taken down, he was bouncing back to his feet and then taking him down. He was landing the better strikes. Like, he, he's, he's very tough. He's going to be tough all the way through this tournament. Um, he now faces um, Magomed Magomedov, I think. Is that who's next for him? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I because think so. the that other one faces right. Leandro Higo. Yeah. So that's um, that's another tough Russian matchup for him. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit tougher, actually. I mean, it, it, a lot a bit tougher. He's a lot tougher than than uh, Mikhailov, and and it, it'll probably show. The the scoring on this one it was unanimous thirty twenty seven so yeah. it looked sounded like you know every single round um, it was ju- it was just enough for for Barzola to as get as soon as as soon as Mikhailov would start to get off some offense yeah it get reversed on him right away you know the guy would like if he if he got taken down he reversed right away and, and then he was on top you know he was he was very good had a game plan and again. I don't know that they got to see much video of Barzola because they took the fight on two weeks yeah. or less notice. Looking at Mikhailov, 
did he look could you tell that he had taken it on short notice? I mean, did it show just just from the eye test watching? Cardio wise, yeah. Like okay, he, he, he gas quick. Yeah, okay, yeah, for sure. Okay, um, I mean, it sounds like pretty straightforward. Any any other thoughts on? Yeah, either no, one it of was them? again. I didn't know he took it on short notice, and and Barzola surprised me with uh, his skill level. He's he's very good, man. He's he's going to be good fighting anybody, and I hadn't seen him in Bellator at all until the Darian Caldwell fight. This one, uh, when you looked at the odds, um, it was pretty close to a pick em, So you yeah. weren't alone in, in thinking that the Russian was going to come in. Yeah. Um, even, and it's, I mean, that, that, that shows a lot that even on two weeks notice, it was almost a pick em fight. That says a lot about what people think of uh, Nikita. So, yeah. I mean, there's Fedor's camp. Those guys are uh, yeah. all fight out of they're, Fedor's camp. So. They're generally ready to go. Yeah. sounds like one of them's the champ now at, uh, what 205 yeah and then the ones fighting Vader for the heavyweight title coming up here and then they've got another guy who is one of one fight away from fighting for the 85 title all out of Fedor's camp sounds like that's where you want to be man yeah it's, I mean, it's a tough <laughs> that's a tough group of guys tough place to be All right, so then looking at the final fight for Wednesday night, Wednesday, I'm sorry, Friday nights. This was uh, 278. Uh, Carmouche defeated, you know, Juliana Velasquez. Um, TKO stoppage uh, at the end of round four. Um, 10 seconds left or something? Yeah, uh, 13 seconds 13. left. And you, you were texting me quick on this one. Yeah, I was, I was mad about it. Um, and, and remember, if you go back to the last podcast, I, I thought it would be awesome if Liz won. You did. You I know, remember. I, yep. I thought it would be great if she got the belt. Because uh, she, she she's paid her dues and had been in the UFC, and you're like, oh, she hadn't got it there. It would be really cool to see it. I don't see it happening, but it would yeah, be really cool for her. Yeah, she fought for the belt in the UFC against Ronda. Yeah. You know, and uh, so so I, I am stoked for her. <clears throat> um, I just wasn't pumped on the way it happened. There's been a lot of controversy with title fights recently, you know, with no contests and, and things going on in the UFC and in Bellator. Um, the, the, the title fight a couple weeks ago with Corey Anderson. Yeah, yeah, the know, headbutt. The headbutt. Yes. But fights have just ended in, in weird ways. And uh, so I had... I had uh, Juliana Velasquez winning the fight. Yeah. And what round was it in? The end of... End of four. End of four, yeah. So I had her up, I want to say, three rounds to one. And she uh, she got a takedown, finally got on top of her, secured the takedown, passed her guard, got to crucifix position. So she had her arm tied up here, her other arm tied up over here. Yeah. And she started throwing elbows. Well, the first four or five elbows didn't even touch her head. They were passing by her arm and barely even hitting, barely even hitting her arm. Okay. And then she landed three, and on the fourth one that was clean, the ref jumped in and stopped the fight. Was it because the crucifix was tight enough that she wasn't going anywhere? Was it just like, like you can't do anything? So, or? yes, it is a position that you can get a stoppage in. You know, if you get there and just get busy, yeah. you know, yeah, the ref's yeah. going to see that you can't defend yourself. Yeah. I don't feel like they gave her a long enough time to get out. People can get out. People get out all the time, and they just re-put them back in it yeah. or they get out. And and uh, she just – I don't feel like they gave her the, the fair amount of time. She instantly sat up and was like, what, what? You know, she was 
totally clear. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't TKO'd, wasn't unconscious, wasn't um her 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 mind was clear, her eyes were clear. And so I just think, you know, on a title fight, you gotta you gotta err on the side of let it go a little bit long. Yep. You know, I'm with Herb Dean on this one. Herb Dean lets guys die in there. I'm let it <laughs> go a little long, you know, and, and as opposed to short because if you're if you're fighting for the belt, you're fighting for a good amount of money. You yeah, know, you're also yeah. fighting for your career is is either going to continue to take a huge step forward or take a big step I back. I mean, you're in you're in the history books now. Right, you're a title holder. And I feel like they'll probably give a, a pretty quick rematch, and not to not to uh, say how Scott was feeling, but Scott when he put the belt on her was just kind of like you could I'm sure he agreed with me on that was an early stoppage yeah you know he was just kind of like and, uh, yeah of, he was he was not I could tell he, he didn't seem pumped on the on the stoppage so um, yeah that that whole night I was kind of like sitting on my couch like this <laughs> and then it was over and I just rolled into bed and went to sleep and I was like, so oh, bummed crap yeah you uh the, the couple of texts that you and I had it, you were you were pretty bummed um, that was just that was Friday night. Oh and three. Oh and three. Yeah, Friday. Oh and three. I was like, yeah. I, I'm either well, gonna have a really, really, really bad weekend, or something can get cleared up the next day. And, and I, out of the three fights, you know, you you texted me and I'm like oh and one, and then you know you're like ah, and I'm thinking okay, but but Velasquez, that's we're good to go there. I mean, she walked into this twelve and zero. Yeah. Um, you got it. Got it. Felt like, and we talked about the mileage that um, Carmouche maybe had on her. Um, so I was shocked when, when I found out that yeah, they really stopped. She looked good. Yeah, Liz did. Yeah, Carmouche. She, I thought she was losing the fight, but she looked good. She was fighting very well. She was doing some pretty cool stuff on the wall, that uh, we're gonna adapt adopt tonight in our training. Really? Yeah. You saw stuff tonight that you're gonna integrate yeah. right now because it's something we use, but she was getting there a little bit different. Okay. And, and I I like it. So, um, I kind of talked to Luke about it. And uh, we're going to start, we're going to put it in tonight and see how it goes. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's transition then to Saturday night. Um, you picked one of the undercards. Bellator 279. Yeah. And I'm trying to find where the undercard is right here. Kai so Kamaka Kai Kamaka. Justin Gonzalez. Yes, that's right. So what you, would you see there? And um, I, I, you were really... This was you did get this right. You wanted Kai. You love the family. You talked about the stories, but you just saw Justin really pulling ahead on this. Yeah. So Kai actually looked really good. You know, um, he he made it a very close fight. I believe it was a split decision. Let me see if I can um, pull that up. And and Justin's a stud, man. He I think he was, I think he was losing early on, and then found his jab. And then started cracking with his jab and was landing it clean a lot. Um, his wrestling was good. Kai's wrestling's good too. They 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 kinda uh canceled each other out, you know, a little bit, but then but then Justin started using uh a bit of his wrestling with his striking and and landing some good stuff and, and he was um, like I said, going into the weekend, he was going to be very tough. You know, he's got a great record. Um, he's the guy that cornered Luke's last guy. It's his training partner. Yep. Um, uh, ben Lugo. And and so I knew it was going to be a hard fight. 
and I thought he would come out on top even a little more, but Kai surprised me. Kai was Kai was in it and and uh, you know had a, had a smart game plan and and fought really well. It was a close fight. What do you see? Uh, anything that you I mean you know Kai? If you yeah. were going to tell him something, what what would you tell him? Man. So, Kai, like I said before, he's an NAIA national champ in wrestling. Maybe two times, but one for sure. And uh, I think he, they don't need to wrestle more, you know. Um, the, uh, the, uh, this weekend, um, his, not his, but uh, Ray, Ray Cooper, his brother, uh, Ray Cooper's the one that won PFL twice. That's yep. my friend. Yep. Um, his brother made his not as he made his Bellator debut as one and zero, and the guy that he fought made his pro debut, and uh, Cooper was beating him, beating him, beating him, beating him. Took a shot, got guillotined, and lost. And you know, so in in history, you know, when we've been going to Hawaii for the last twenty years, there wasn't a lot of great ground guys. BJ Penn, yep, you know, phenomenal. Uh, he had a guy over there, Sharuto, Brazilian guy, but he, he helped he- Helson Grace. He's been there a long time. But there wasn't a lot of great guys to fight that had great jiu-jitsu. And even that group, um, you know, Bobo, uh, Bob Ostovich, his, his daughter was fighting UFC for a long time, and she's now fighting in bare knuckle. Um, he lost to my guy, Lucas. And who's now, and now Bob's a brown belt under me, yep. you know, and, and his jiu-jitsu is, you know, it's much, much better, but it's just sure. take them a long time to catch up. And, and so it's because I, I want to say, and it's gotta be because they have monster knockout power. All mm. of them. I used to ask him, you know what Poi is? Yeah, I do. So, so <laughs> yeah, I do. I used to always ask him, why do you guys hit so hard? It's the point. It's the point. <laughs> He's always tell me that. And, and I was like, man, you know, they all have good chins and they all hit hard. So, so I think that's why their ground lacked for so long because they could just knock people out. Yeah. But uh, I think just Kai needs to to wrestle a little more in his fights. You know, okay. he's got good wrestling. I think he just needs to wrestle a little more in his fights. And so for those who don't know what poi is, I don't even know what it's made out of, but it's this paste that Hawaiians eat. It's like White, purplish. Or, purple, yeah. yeah. I don't even know what it's Clear. made out of, but yeah. I watched it. And, and, and they usually they eat it with their fingers, too. Yeah. I've seen people, they just two fingers, and they're getting after it. And yeah. uh, I tried some once, and I was not a fan. I'd rather so. eat the coconut. Right, <laughs> right. Now, um, going back, this was a split decision. It was, yeah. I thought um, so. And when, when you saw it, did you? How did you score it? I, I thought Justin was going to win the decision. Okay. Um, I was, I was when they started. As soon as they start announcing the the winner, you know if it's split or not just by the way they start the announcement. Yeah. And uh, if they say judge so and so. Yes. You already know that yeah, the other yeah. judge was something else, so you yep. know it's going to be a split. Yep. And, and so uh, I was like, oh, oh, you know, then I got excited for him. And then, he, you know, it was split the other direction. But uh, So you would have rather been wrong and had Kai get the win on this I week? mean, I was already wrong so many times this week, and who <laughs> cares? Matter. I might as well have gone 0-8. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, I, I get that. So um, all right, anything left on that one for you? Nah, let's all get right. to the main card. The first one that you talked about on the main card was Patchy Mix and uh, Horiguchi. Um, this was a unanimous decision, 48-7, 48-47 across for Patchy. 
Um, I think you, you really liked Horiguchi in this. You, I remember you saying both of them were tough fighters. You liked them both. Um, I think Horiguchi had the better resume that he you liked. He was already a two-time champion. He was 20, going in 29 and 5. Yeah. Um, so what, what happened? Apache was, what, 17 or something and one? Uh, let me see if I can pull that up really quick. Uh, take me just a second. I, I kind of wanted Patchy to, to win. Um, I like him. He's he's real good. He uh, Horoguchi, I th I wanted to win only for the fact that I wanted him to get another shot at Sergio Pettis because he got knocked out late in the fight okay. that he was winning. Oh. You know, and so but but he's already had it twice. I was when that fight started, I looked at my I looked at the clock, and within 30 seconds, Patchy Mix was on his back standing against the fence with a body triangle around his waist. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a quick night. And and he took his back repeatedly through that fight. Um, did you say it was split? It was split. It was. Uh, wait, 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 oh, no, wait, just, wait. Uh, no, it was 30-27. So, so, okay. One I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It, it was these. This went five rounds. They're calling it 48-47. Oh, right. Did it go right. five rounds? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So, All no, it was, the... it was unanimous, 48-47. So he lost two rounds, though. So that's a three three rounds the Apache, two rounds the Horiguchi. Yep. Um, Horiguchi started finding his groove late, um, but he he had been taken down numerous times, had his back taken numerous times, and Apache's really good on the back, real good at guillotines and rear naked chokes, and uh, he spent a lot of time there and didn't get didn't get was the it, choke. Was that uh, Sterling, the human backpack? Is that yeah, kind of same, what... same type of thing? <laughs> had the body triangle. Horiguchi would switch sides. He'd switch sides with the triangle so that he couldn't, yeah. you know, put his foot on it and get his hip into the to escape. It's yeah. a so that's a win position. If you get someone's back and lock the body triangle, you can hang out there and win the round. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you yeah, get yeah. there thirty seconds into the fight, you know, and you body triangle them, that round is yours to lose. Yeah, you know, sure. If, if you if you give up that position, that's on you. But you've got a such a dominant spot, and it's got to be the hardest position to escape in a fight. Okay. You know, they're in the most dominant position. They're on your back. You can't punch them. So they're safe. hundred yeah. percent safe. You can yeah. go like this, but yeah, but you're not it. no power. They have a body triangle that's taking the wind away from you. Yeah. And it's the shape. It's cutting your body in half. Like you can't breathe. You know, you well, can't and, turn. And it completely eliminates kicks and knees. I oh, mean, yeah, I everything. Mean, and you just can't turn inside it. Yeah. You know, if he's got his hooks in and you start to get your body like this, you can spin inside that. But mm. if he's here locked on your torso, you yeah. can't turn in that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And so if people get there and lock that on, that's a they're winning that round. What does that do to the backpack? I mean, you have, you've always talked about the dude wearing it, but the guy who's on your back, um, does he walk out of that round feeling fresh? Like, is it? Is no, it... his legs are tired. Okay. But we talked about that this weekend, me and, me and the fighters here. Uh if it's a position that you're in all the time in training, yeah, you're, you're, good, you're to good to go. Yeah, okay. You're gonna have that lactic acid threshold yep. way out there. Yep. You know, and and not run into that. If you are, if you're standing, and you're on their back with that, it takes a little more because your body's trying. You have the body triangle, then your leg is laced underneath their calf. Yeah. And that's what's holding you that's, up. Okay. And. Horiguchi was doing a good job at pushing his knee down and pushing his <clears throat> knee down while they were standing, trying to get him to slide down. And and again, you know, he he got out a couple of times, I think, but it was just we were wondering, are they going to give those rounds 10-8 rounds? Because mm -hmm. if they were, mm -hmm. there was no coming back for yep. Horiguchi, yep. you know. 
if they gave one of them a 10-8 round, he would have to win two rounds just to get a draw. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I so I thought since he got on there so early, I thought it would be some 10-8 rounds, and I thought he was going to win a little more clear. Um, but still, all the judges at least gave the the winner. So Patchy advances now. Do you see him going deep in this? I mean, this is part of the Grand Prix. This is one of the fights. Do you like Patchy? It's so hard to say because one of my favorite fights in Bellator is Patchy Mix and Juan Archuleta. Yeah. And we'll get to Juan, but Juan lost. Patchy won. So Patchy's moving on. Juan's yeah. out. Juan, okay. You know, first round, he's out. And uh, he's out of a fight he was winning. You know, he was winning the fight, and we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get I was to bummed. Ali Malay, I was really, really pulling for her after everything you said. Um, I, I just, I, I was. She is so outsized, and I said that about her fight with Juliana Velasquez, but she was outsized by this girl too. Um, she's just not as big as these girls are. So I mean, they're both five five. So what are you seeing? Is more it just muscle. body construction? Yeah, more muscle. That that girl was was built, and she wasn't great. I didn't think she was better than her. I you, think Alima Lay made some mistakes. You didn't think Justine Kish was better than Alima Lay? No. Okay. No, I didn't. And uh, I was so – I kept waiting. Okay, now now go ahead and win. Okay, now go ahead and win. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. now go do your thing. Okay, yeah. and, and, and I feel like she just didn't get uh, – she never got started, you know. And she had some time off. Uh, she, she had not fought, I believe, since she lost her belt. And uh, that's been yeah, a couple years, two yeah, years, year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah, I think it's year and a half ish. And, uh, and and she was contemplating retiring during that time. Okay. So I don't know how much time she was off. Not to not to trash talk her. I saw her um, maybe five months ago mm -hmm. doing some commentating. Mm -hmm. She looked pretty big. She looked, she was wearing a, like a sleeveless dress or something. Yeah, yeah. And she looked thick. Not not lean, thick out of uh, in shape, but like she looked out of shape. Okay. And so I didn't I didn't expect to see her back fighting, and uh, then she came in and looked good, but she just is, she's just not the size of these other girls. I don't know what she walks around at. I don't know that 115 is something that she could possibly make, but uh, 125. The girls there are just seem to be a lot bigger than her. But cutting down to 115. I mean that's an additional ten pounds. That's when you're only when you're only fighting at one twenty five. You know, say she walks around at one one forty. Yeah. Um, you know, getting down to one fifteen. That seems like a, a deep cut. Is that? I mean, it is. It just depends what she walks at because, like, like Daring Caldwell and and a few other guys were at the in the featherweight tournament. You know, fighting at forty five. And yeah. the student was over. They dropped back down to thirty five to mm -hmm. fight in their regular weight class. So I don't know. Um, if she's if she's fighting at twenty five and walking around at forty five, then she can't make fifteen. Sure. But if she's walking around ten pounds, twelve pounds overweight, you know, then then she yeah. technically could do it if she just got started a, a little earlier in camp to to losing the weight. So you said that Ali Malay was contemplating retirement before this fight. She comes out kind of a disappointing performance. Disappointing performance. What was the score? Uh, it was um, it was unanimous. It was thirty twenty seven and then yeah, two twenty nine twenty eights. But it was it oh was okay one thirty twenty seven. So two had her winning around. Then, yeah, um, and I thought I was with those two. I thought she had won, I thought she had won around. I just think uh, 
here's my here's my tenth planet bash. She was trying rubbish guard or rubber guard, and <laughs> and it just sucks for MMA, man. Yeah. It just sucks for MMA. And and Tony Ferguson tried it on on uh, Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee just bulldozed through his guard and mounted him. He ended up losing the fight, but that position is just it's garbage in in an MMA fight. And uh, you, she was trying. She she had she had Boogeyman in her in her corner, who's one of Eddie Bravo's you know top guys. Yeah, he's a great coach, but I just feel like the basic jujitsu crap is better than that in mm. MMA. Mm. And, and they start climbing their guard and trying all this other guard, you know, and and as soon as someone gets through that, the rest of the guard's garbage. Yeah. And they just pass and, and can beat you up. And so was, I was just disappointed that she started going to that and it didn't even phase the girl, you know, and she got right to beating her up. Do you see Alima Malay back in the ring? I hope so. I hope she does. I hope she – I don't know who she trains with. I hope she – you know, gets her her uh, stuff together. She's and, eleven and two, yeah, and she, she was eleven and zero. Yeah. She lost the belt to um, Velasquez, mm-hmm. and then just this one right here. So it's, I mean, it's not like she's better than the girl she lost to this weekend. Yeah, I'll just tell you that right that, now, she the, is. Yeah. The better fighter didn't win. No. Okay. So and you I'm were not bitter. <laughs> So you already teased this one. Let's talk about uh, Juan Archuleta and Rafion, Raf, Rafion, Rafion starts, Rafion starts, stoppage yeah. TKO. Rufion, um, Rufion, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, happened around three, late in round three. Yeah, he's real dynamic. He's a great wrestler. He has good striking. Rufion. Yep. Um, Juan Archuleta, I just love his style. He goes to the body hard or fast. Um, he landed great shots. He was getting out wrestled by Stotts, but then he would reverse and take and uh, wrestle Stotts. And I didn't even know that he also wrestled at Purdue. Um, uh, Rufion did? No. Oh, uh, Archuleta. Archuleta. Yeah, okay. I didn't know he was a wrestler. Okay. Because in the fights that I've seen him, he is a banger, and and he just goes out and strikes really well. And uh, I didn't know he wrestled at Purdue. His wrestling is also very good. Rufion Stotts is a D two national champion okay um and i forget where he wrestled but he's a stud and uh the fight is going back and forth but i had juan archuleta head dips his head head kick that's a wrap uh got got knocked out with a head kick he wasn't out um he Uh, fell got hit and was right back in it again yeah and even john mccarthy said he got hit and was woke him up because he was right back in it again and, and that's what happens sometimes if you get on someone and, and you hit them, they're, they're right back to it. If they're really in shape, you know, your reaction time, your recovery time is very quick. Okay. And, and that's what happened. Uh, again, we're in a million-dollar tournament. Yeah. Let them get hit one or two more times, yeah. you know. Let them get hit one or two more times to see because he was coming up, ended up coming up on the referee because Stotts jumped off and he went and did a backflip and, and he was – uh, he was fine, you know. Um, Juan Archuleta was fine. So you think it was an early stoppage it again? It was, and I don't know after that had it, if it would have gone Archuleta's direction. You know, if sure. it had gone his way, it could have kept going south and and you know after that head kick. But I just feel like you got to find out. It's yeah. a it's a it's the most pure 
combat sport there is. Sure. You know, with rules, but it's the most pure, you know, it's as close to it fighting as you can get. Yeah. And, and they just need to let it go a little bit to, to see. And they, they know what they're signing up for when they yep, walk in that, 100%. That, that cage. You got to see some of the stuff in the contract be like, oh. <laughs> so there's stuff in the contracts that, that. Oh, yeah. If you die. Raise your eyebrows. Oh, for sure. For sure. And all uh, the, every contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a possibility. Sure. You know, so it's. The gloves aren't to protect your head; to protect your hand. Take, yeah, it's it's to save your knuckles. <laughs> They're four ounce gloves. You feel the knuckle on your head. You don't feel the you don't feel the the padding of the glove. You feel the knuckle on your head. I've never been in that situation before, and it's hard for me to to just. Oh, I fought a couple guys, uh, Robert Emerson, and, and um, trying to think who the other person was, and Cody. Cody yeah. just trained with Cody. Yeah. They feel like you're getting hit in the head with stones, rocks. Like some people you feel and you get like the rock feeling. There yeah. you're like, ow, ow, ow. Like <laughs> it's you, like sharp, Yeah, right? you feel the thud on your head. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, bro, like <laughs> you put your gloves on? I feel like a bare knuckles hitting my head. So, yeah, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not for your head. So we're going to wrap it up with probably the easiest call of the night. Um, Cyborg versus uh, Blencow, but, but Blencow, she was a warrior. She was, man. She, uh, what a great fight. She, she made sure the crowd got what they paid for, right? She didn't get knocked out in the first round when she got put on her butt. She got sat down, looked like, oh, no. That, and that's she jumped jump on punch. her, and she recovered right away. Yeah. You know, um, she ended up catching a short elbow from the clinch, gashed her eye open, was uh, just like the it was a hanging open. Went back every round. They vaseline it up, closed it up, and she came back out. She landed some hard punches. She rocked uh, Cyborg a couple times, knocked her back a couple times, and and you know she uh, she looked good. She she knew what she was she was prepared. She was yeah. prepared. Um, this was unanimous. 49-45 across the board. Yeah. Um, so in the first round, in the first round, this will show you how that happened. Okay. I think it was the first round, maybe the second round. Arlene was down. Yeah. Direct knee to the face. Okay. Direct knee I, to the face. Haven't we seen this before? It's happened numerous times recently. This time, we had someone with balls, Arlene Blanco. <laughs> Arlene. And she wanted to keep fighting. So she no, got man. up. She got up and kept fighting. They took a point away yeah. from Cyborg. Okay. So that put her at forty nine. Got it. So that that round was, was a, draw, a draw, a nine nine. Yeah, because she she did win the round. Yes. But she lost the points. So it was a nine nine round. Okay. And uh, you know, um, again from that point on, Cyborg looked great. You know, she did look good, but I, I was more impressed with Arlene Blanco because she got smoked by her the first time they fought. Okay. And this time, you know, she came out and and ate everything she threw at her and uh was was screaming for the crowd to cheer every time the round would start you know she was just in it she's in the moment that's uh, that's awesome um the only highlight i saw from that one was at the end of the first when cyborg threw a right cross and yeah. just i mean just sat her down it was square on the nose and it just sat her down it was a hard shot and you saw her eyes do yeah. that and i was like oh yeah, man like, is this Whoa. gonna be the end of the night already and uh nope she was she, like I said. She came to fight. You, you kind of you kind of alluded. Well, you didn't even allude to this. You called it straight out um, in the podcast before 
Cyborg's recycling people. There really isn't. I mean, she's. It seems like she's a whole nother level. I'm like, wh where does she go from here? What's? It's kind of. I was saying it sucks that she's in Bellator. Amanda is in the UFC. Yep. And Kayla Harrison's in PFL. Yeah. You know, those three stud girls. Yep. Um, she, Cyborg gets girls. Amanda gets girls. Kayla Harrison has fought nobody. There yep. is nobody in PFL for her to fight. And and she re-signed with them so she's clearly not trying to be the best in the world she's trying to make the most money in the world and that's fine okay you no know, that's fine just admit yeah. it because it, there's, yeah. there's literally no girls there there's no girls fight at 155 for one she has to make 145 to fight in the ufc or in bellator okay and uh so is she it, fights in that that weight class is for her specifically in is PFL. that a tough cut tough weight cut for her do you 45 yeah no she's she's done it okay so i know she can but she just uh, she's making you know she's making money hand over fist in in uh, PFL. However, I read today that Cyborg is now a free agent. That was her that was really? her last fight on that contract. So do you see her moving to UFC or? She, I mean, she left the UFC and and kind of had had it out with Dana. Okay, so maybe not. She'd go to PFL since that's where Kayla yeah. went. Yeah, but. I think it would have to take a lot of money. I'm sure Bellator pays her very well, um, and she's, she's a, a champ. She's one of the biggest draws in Bellator, yeah, no right? Question. I mean, no that's, question. That's the name in Bellator right now for the women by far. Sure. Um, for the guys, you know, there, there's a handful of, of of good guys: AJ and, and uh, Pitbull yeah. and and uh, Ryan Bader. Okay. You know, there's 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 popular guys, but yeah, Cyborg, Cyborg is the most popular female fighter name i believe even over amanda and and amanda knocked her out but but yeah. people have known cyborg for much longer for yeah, years yeah, yeah. and years before I mean, she's her. 25 and 2 I mean, yeah some miles yeah and, and so i think people just know who she is you know for a long time so yeah she's probably the biggest draw well we talked a little bit before we even started the podcast that um you know it doesn't really matter what the rankings are. The reason why you have the fights is because you just don't know what's going to happen. Yep. And uh, it was a, it was a, a tough night for for the Brennan podcast. Are you making but excuses for me? <laughs> no, Thank sir. You. Appreciate it. <laughs> but I, I, it feels like I mean that's that's what if if it was always going to be just the the higher ranked opponent's going to win, then nobody would watch it because right. it wouldn't be exciting. Right. So as as tough as it was, and and I know I know you felt kind of gut punched about the whole thing. Like that's that's part of what this is. I probably would have had more fun watching the fights had I not yeah. done the podcast first. Oh, oh no doubt predicting you would have, it. Because it would have been like, oh, totally, you know, like yeah. it. I would have enjoyed the fights more, but I was just like, mm, uh, oh. can he can he win <laughs> still? Can he? Is it possible? Right, right. So we'll see. So what do, what do we have next? What's coming up for us next? Um, do we have anything? I mean, I've got I've got some important people coming to town over yeah. the next couple of weeks. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna bust out some really cool podcasts this week. Um, Russ Mira, who's one of my black belts, he, he's a EBI finalist. He went to ADCC with me in 2005. He is nine and one or ten and one as an MMA fighter. Just a wizard uh, mind as well. He's like I call him Master Splinter from from the Ninja Turtles. But he uh, <laughs> he's a uh, he's amazing dude, and, cool. and we'll probably blow some minds when we get on here and start talking jujitsu. Um, and that'll be on this weekend. And then uh, the following week, I've got Rory McDonald coming here for to get ready he's got he's gonna be here the first through the fifth he fights on the sixth in uh in the pfl here in dallas 
so he, him and John Donner and, and uh, Faraz Zahabi will be here during the day working for Rory. And uh, I'm going to have Rory on the podcast. Rory's a guy who's been – I've known him since he's like 14 years old. Um, he's a black belt under Dave Lee, who was my one of my black belts. So it'll be exciting to have him here as well. And on top of all of that, we've got UFC 274 coming up in two weeks, which yeah. has three of the most exciting fights that I can think of with Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. you got Rose fighting Carla Espinosa, and then you've got Gaethje Oliveira. So. so that's my favorite male and female <laughs> fighter on the same card right now. Michael Chandler is my, my favorite fighter <clears throat> at the moment. Um, love that dude. And his, his – uh, I hope he wrestles a little more, yeah, and he said he's, he's going to. He's on a two-fight losing streak yeah, right it, now. He said, and, and he's one of the most popular fighters in the UFC right now because of it. Yeah. But he, he said wins matter. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think he's going to fight a little smarter. Rose Rose is my you oh. know my next one. And, and those I, are two people who I would really love to get on here, yeah. um, and I'll, I'll keep working for it. Well, and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't note that uh, Cowboy Stroney is on the same yeah, card as well. Another I guy. Mean, you know, I another mean, come guy. on, like – that's, He's so awesome. That's going to be awesome. And he is fighting one of my all-time favorites. They're both my all-time favorite. I hate this fight. He's fighting Joe Lozon. Yeah. And Joe is a friend who will also be on here uh, coming up in the next couple months. He's been out here to do a seminar and train as well. Um, really like that guy. Uh, I wish they didn't have to fight each other. They both are – Joe is retired for the last, I don't know, two years. And uh, Cerrone needs to. So <laughs> I wish yeah. they weren't fighting each other. I, when, when Cerrone fought uh, – uh, McGregor. I mean, he came out. Obviously, a forty-second fight. It ended really quick. But I, yeah. I remember his post-fight interview um, with Joe. I think it was, and he's like, "I just love the sport. I just love fighting. I'm going to keep coming back, you know." Yeah. And and I mean, it, it was it was quick quick work. And both of them have miles. I mean, Cerrone's thirty-six and sixteen, and Lauzon's twenty-eight and sixteen. So yeah, and they I mean, both have held the them, bonus records in yeah. the UFC over and over again like joe's got i don't know 13 14 15 bonuses um so so is cerrone um it's I mean, wild the amount talking of, dang near 100 fights between yeah the two of them that's yeah. that's that's some miles so it'll be a, it'll be a fun one cool all oh. right well appreciate you doing this awesome. we'll uh we'll, we'll get back on the good foot thank you guys we'll see you next week take it easy it is all over just like that